Hey, what's up? Um, I'm sorry for not uploading last week. I'm trying to be more consistent with this, but I don't know. I just, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> That's a daily problem. I don't know how I'm going to sustain this podcast. So what are we going to talk about this episode? Well, I, I don't know. I just felt like I just turned it on and so I can upload something that will hopefully be somewhat entertaining. Now, I'm still reading Sapiens, and in the last week, I probably read like one page. I'm just so tired recently. Yeah, all right. So that's the topic. The topic of today is going to be being tired. Now, you might hear I'm still a bit sick, or maybe you hear that I'm just being a bitch. That depends. But we had a great storm uh, in Germany, and they called it Orkanböe. Sabina. I always said Sandra. The, the, the storm was called Sabina. Now, I don't know what Arkan means in English, but I'm, I'd imagine it means something like hurricane. Now, honestly, it wasn't that bad. But honestly, honestly, it doesn't make sense in this contest. But honestly, uh, it was bad enough for no one to really go to school, you know? Uh... Oh, and my mom's school. Like everyone was like, "Oh, nothing's gonna happen. We're gonna have school as normal," which was true for their most case. But still, hardly anyone came because the rule was if your parents sign it, you sign a uh, this letter or whatever, you don't have to go to school. So, well, uh, a lot of people signed that, so they didn't have to go to school. My sisters are only two. Pe- there were only two people in class. My mom's school. She got lucky. I know there's some people out there like, well, that's not funny. You shouldn't make fun of that. I think it's pretty funny. Well, I don't think it's funny, but I think it's cool. Uh, her, this, uh, the roof of her school flew away or broke or something along those lines, and she didn't have school at all. Yeah, so for us Germans, this was some crazy shit. For you Americans, that's probably like a like a nice summer breeze. Like, oh, the wind stopped. Let's go outside. It's only a small arc, uh, small hurricane. Sabine right now. My energy is weird lately. It's weird. Once you do a lot of Kriya Yoga, and I do these basic exercises. Like, I want to stop saying like as well. I do these exercises that are so basic. I don't know how one could get any results from them, and I don't. I kind. I don't half-ass them, but I don't over-motivatedly do them either. And they're super basic exercises, and for some reason they are working wonders. I'm f- starting. I mean, I feel like I felt energy before I did that, but only very slightly. But the more I do it, depending also on the day, I feel more and more energy in my stomach and my torso just coursing through at random times. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I realize this sounds very woo-woo. Like, oh, you feel energy, man. And I'm sure some friends will listen to this and be like, oh, bro, of course you feel fucking energy. Uh, You feel the energy or sink when you go in the room, man. That's you. Ah, my friends. Actually, no. My, my probably. I do see my friends 
saying that. <laughs> that being said, I feel what I feel. And I need help. No. <laughs> I, I feel what I feel. I'm still a bit sick. I'm sorry. And it is how it is. I don't know what to say about it, how to explain it. I am uh, reading a good book. I'm listening to an audiobook. And so far, it's pretty good. It sounded quite intriguing. I got it from Leo's book list. I hope you can hear that. Uh, from actualize.org. And the book is called My Big Toe. I believe that's what it's called. I should say that with more confidence. Uh, I feel like some things, you might be spot on. I talked about this last episode, but if you don't say it with confidence, people will not trust you. It's called My Big Toe. Now, what is it about? Well, it's about establishing a new world picture, a new picture of the world. I think this is, it's something that's very crucial. I think nowadays we're very materialist. I think... A materialist paradigm is very detrimental. It's it makes the world boring. It makes it less sparkly, uh, less intriguing, less interesting. And not only that, I, I think it's not accurate. So I'm reading this book. Uh, so I hope I can kind of get a new new grasp of what uh, this reality is. Uh, in you know, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that that will be right or that that will be correct. But I think it will, you know, shine life in a new light in a way that will make me more happy. And I think, and in the end, that's what life is about—being happy. So where was I? Yes. So I'm listening to this, and uh, the author, whose name I do not, uh, I can't recall. Kind of, I'm still in introduction part. It's like 12 hours the audiobook, and he talks about how his story and his past, and how we kind of got into shit, and he kind of talks about astral projection, which is outer body experiences, and how he and his one friend there now, and they're doing this uh, under the premise of scientific study. They're really studying these. Uh, astral projections because they really, there's this expert on it let's call him old guy and he asked him and his one colleague from work if he could help make uh, his astral projection experiences or studies more scientific and since he's a physicist and his colleague engineer they help him out with that now he told about how he was into meditation in his early years and uh or in college, he got into it, and within a couple times, he was able to get in this altered state of mind through chanting and using mantras, in which he was able to solve problems much quicker than the people around him. So first of all, I was like jealous. I was like, oh my god, how come he is so cool? Like, no, I said that wrong. How come he's so good at that? Has had such crazy experience in such a short amount of time. I was like, all right, it's whatever. And then he talks about, later on, this astral projection, how he and his friend are in two different rooms, but they meet in the astral world, and they have experiences together in two different rooms. They record it separately, 
and their interactions uh, overlap 100%. Then they can always see and identify shit in other rooms. Some people could kind of see things in the future or see things in the past. Shit, that sounds completely whack and crazy. Oh, I just see my friends playing video games again. I shouldn't shit on them, though. That's like me. I play a lot, a lot of games, too, too many games recently. But I got a kettlebell so I can start working out harder. That being said, I didn't go to the jiu-jitsu practice today because I just felt tired. And I feel like I need a rest, although I also feel like I kind of just didn't want to go. Yeah, it's just just always one of those anxious things. You know, you're going to get your ass whipped. It doesn't always feel like going there. But in the end, I know it's beneficial and I go there uh, regularly and I think it's important to do that. Yes, so I read this and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. That's real and that's really what I want to test out. Now, they did this without taking any drugs, but just, I don't know, some weird meditation, binaural beats. It was very vague and I couldn't quite grasp. Like, it didn't explain it. It didn't, this isn't a book on how to do astral projection. It's a book on establishing a new worldview. But I think that's very intriguing and I definitely want to get more informed on this topic. And this fits a lot with with lucid dreams because I do feel like lucid dreams are... I know I see it as a way of stepping into another realm. Now I realize it might just be some chemical reaction in the brain. Or that that's what it is. But I feel like, even though if that's the case, it's better to see it as as, as stepping into a portal, into another world where you can explore and do whatever, have crazy experiences, feel cool emotions and amazing things. And then you go back for this portal and then you go back to the the real world, quotation marks. Because sometimes the dream world, if you're really lucid in it, it feels more real than real life. You wake up from the dream, wake up, quotation marks. And you feel like, wait, my life is just sleepy. My whole life is just dream. The only thing, uh, what really makes this life so different and that it seems real is that it's so consistent. It doesn't feel that real. Now, I don't know if that's because how I live my life. I assume so. I am sure there's ways to live your life. You can feel that alive. But uh, it's just not the case for me. So I feel in a case like this, it's it's better to premise things like, oh, you're going to a new world just because it's cooler. Now, to the astral projection thing, I kind of thought about it. And it's like, it seems impossible. Like, oh, you just have some chemical reaction in the brain it's not possible for you to leave your body that's under the premise that you are your physical body that's your premise there uh if we assume you're not your physical body your consciousness or some extra soul or whatever and uh, that would make sense you're like okay you kind of leave your host you can swing around go somewhere else your chemical rules in your brain perhaps enable you to leave your body or to, to feel it. Maybe maybe you're always there, but you can only really feel it or access it when a certain chemical is active in your brain. I, I am not sure. And I realize this sounds whack. It probably is. But I think it, it's good to be open-minded about this stuff. Why 
why just deny it because just because you can or it doesn't fit uh, your premise i have friends that particularly one friend if he's listening to this he know who he knows who he is uh, and he's he's extremely scientific which is a good thing uh scientific being scientific for me means well rely heavy on, on evidence and facts but as you feel some of these people do not care about evidence and not care about facts and they're not open-minded to learn things but they've kind of taken their scientific worldview as a kind of religion and you cannot deviate from that if i t- tell them oh i feel energy or i don't know i feel like there's more to this existence than the common you know, materialistic thinking uh, thinks there is, uh, people immediately shut down and they're like, yeah, whatever. It's so far out of their reality. The thing is, people do experience these things and I think uh, these experiences are very real and who are we to distinguish and say, well, these, this uh, this is a experience, our everyday experience is real or but this schizophrenic person you know, perceiving a fake reality. The only difference is more people feel the one reality than the other. Now, I'm not saying that schizophrenic people uh, know the truth, but it's, I don't know. I don't really have a point here. <laughs> I'm kind of realizing that, and I'm still kind of t- sick and tired, so I don't have a, <laughs> I'm not really energetic, and I can see this getting monotonous, but the point is there's, uh, you should be open towards that stuff. There's more to that than you think. And I often, you know, there's some people who don't want to change. They're, they're not open to change their mind at all, even if you give them evidence or or you give them facts. And they're not willing to notice. Now, you always have to be very cautious. You're not going to be one of those woo-woo crystal guys. Like, oh, man, those crystals here, I promise. No, I don't think so, bro. They, I promise you, they heal you. You don't want to be one of those people. You don't want to be dogmatic about anything. You just want to be open to change your mind. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm open to see it. The thing is, most people uh, don't even try and convince me, or uh, they they don't have any good arguments. They don't have any. Good arguments. I think the, the like the materialistic paradigm. I think our universe is so crazy. Uh, it's so incredible. It's too easy to just see it. Well, uh, well, this is how it is. If you die, this happens. It's white and black. It's no. I, I think there's definitely more to that. And I think we've kind of simplified or dumbed things down. Because it's simpler to live our everyday lives this way, but I also think it makes us less happy in the long term. Ah, all right, let's let's wrap this up. Uh, I've been sleeping a lot lately. <laughs> I'm a tired person. I slept. I usually get between eight and nine hours sleep. I slept nine hours from yesterday to today. Then I slept three to four hours this afternoon. And I'm, I assume I'm going to go to bed early since I already didn't go to jiu-jitsu. So I have more time. But I am I still want to watch a video from Pavel Tatsalini about kettlebell workout. 
that's grammatically weird about working out with kettlebells. And I'm excited. I feel like that could be a great way to improve my jiu-jitsu because from what I've heard, it gives you a great general strength, which is another thing. There's so many smart people I know which I just don't want to work out because it seems douchey or silly to them. It's so healthy for your physical health, for your mental health, for your studies, for how good you feel. Uh, these people are so against it. They feel like everyone who works out just turns into a douche. Maybe they're just lazy. Maybe they're just lazy. They're like, oh, bro, working out is douchey. Nah, maybe you're just lazy. Comes from that comes from the guy who skipped jiu-jitsu today, <laughs> and is working out. Um, yeah, workout. Why, why be so stingy? It's so good for you. Why? Why? Why not do it? It only has benefits. Unless you go, you know, you don't give yourself proper rest, you might get injured. But even then, well, it depends. But I'd still bet that's still healthier than. Sitting on your fat ass all day. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, my mouth is drying up right now. I hope you somewhat enjoyed this episode. I will try and knock out more energetic and fun episodes in the future. Stay tuned and I'll see you later.